We're live. Episode 17, Season 2 of the Main Stand Podcast. The boys are here. Um, I'd like to say high spirits. Um, U.S. got knocked out last weekend. It's uh, tough scenes. Hey, it's better I, than I, what we've had in the past. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. A, we made it to the to the knockout stages, so that's, I guess, tip your cap at that, fellas. It's something. It's not. It could have been worse. Okay, could have been a lot worse. I um, think. I think we definitely found things to complain about through the run. Oh yeah, I wish we left Greg Berhalter in the desert. <laughs> We we'll get into it later, um, but supposedly Burhalter and the the USSF have uh, started negotiations on a new contract, possibly. Hooray! I'm so excited. Second cycles for international managers is never good news, usually. So it's great. <laughs> I'm really thrilled to hear that. I mean, we can just talk about the US if we want to just go like in the order of the round of sixteen, do a yeah. little. What was the first game? Do a little run through. Let's it just. Was. Let's just kick it off with that uh it's just the difference in quality ultimately between european and like concacaf competition uh the netherlands just took every chance they got the first chance they had when they went down the field they made it one nil the second chance they got when they went down the field they made it two nil a couple of good saves from turner kept us in the game uh a goal that felt unintentional yeah very unintentional but very fun yeah, it was awesome to see it happen, but it felt pretty unintentional. Made it uh, 2-1, and then, you know, the, the next big chance the Netherlands got, they took it. Uh, and that's really all it was. Uh, at, the, at the end of the day, it's on us for talking shit about uh, Daily Blend and, and having him score that second one really, really hurt. It hurts. Yeah, when soul. he scored that, I was I was like, oh, of course, of course. It's like the commentator's curse, but it's, it's different because it's us. There's not enough 9 a.m. alcohol that will hurt that wound or, there was, or make that wound heal. Sorry. There was enough throughout the day that I got over it. <laughs> yeah, there was enough throughout the day, plenty. Um, I think it was a a master class by Louis Van Gaal in terms of his setup for the day. Yeah. You know, really just killing our flanks. Denzel Dumfries uh, was definitely their man of the match, I think. I mean, he just killed us. All yeah, I would completely agree with that. Uh, it was, and it was kind of hard to not see that or like make changes, you know, as a result because we just got absolute the third goal, especially Dumfries is fucking no one's within a mile of him on the back post. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, definitely just kind of a case of tactical tactical ineptness from Greg and Van Gaal showing why he's been in the game as long as he has and why he's managed some of the sides that he has. It was uh, just a really good managerial performance from him and a really good performance on the pitch overall from the Netherlands. And I'm um, next one. See you guys in 2026. Yeah. Yeah. On 2026 and 2024, we're going to be in the Copa America as well. Looks like. Yeah, that's true. Cause we're hosting it. Yes. Um, next one, another game we guys, we watched together, Argentina, yeah. Australia. Um, the Argentinians come out on top. Uh, Lionel Messi gets a goal was great on the night. Yeah, gets his first knockout goal in the World Cup, actually. Was that his first? No. Yep, first goal in the knockout stage of the World Cup. It's a couple of assists in the knockout round. But, uh, yeah, no goals. No goals until this weekend. Uh, yeah, that was a uh, – Your boy Julian scored as well. Yeah, it was a really good day for me in the Argentina game, at least. You know, my my two guys on the team both scored goals. Great finish from Julian. Phenomenal finish from Messi. I think that I was, was... – 
the better messy performances we've seen at the international level. He was running it that was. game from start to finish. It was. And, you know, I, I do have to just kind of say it really hurt. Soccer got knocked out of the World Cup uh, <laughs> in one day. Uh, shout out the Socceroos, though, because I was I was riding with Argentina since the uh, the World Cup preview or Australia since the World Cup preview. And they they put together a shockingly good side. They were hard nosed and they they really ran at Argentina and played their game. And it was it was a fun two one two one game. Mm. for sure josh any final thoughts um on argentina not really they have uh the netherlands next which will be a much harder game uh they can't you know give up any sloppy goals like that enzo fernandez own goal at the end for uh, australia but they move on nonetheless Mm. france poland's the next one that one finished 3-1 to lay blue uh not much of a game here It was three nil at one point before Lewandowski got a late penalty uh, Mbappe looks on fire. Yeah. He looked really good in the group stage. Just he's carried that straight into the round of sixteen. Uh, Matty Cash France actually played him stop. pretty well. I thought. Agree. Yeah, I think they played him well, but but ultimately, I just think he's. Yeah. He'll find a goal. He's a, yeah, he is. A, he's phenomenal. I thought overall, France were really good. Another great World Cup outing for Giroud too. He breaks Henri's record yeah. this game, yeah. becomes France's all-time leading goal scorer. Um, I love Giroud. He's the man. He's uh he's interesting. I, I think he's kind of a, a wanker sometimes. I love him, Why? dude. He's he's handsome and his fucking highlight reel is absurd. I love Olivier Giroud. He kind of gives Laton vibes in terms of like arrogance. Uh, yeah, but he's better looking than Ibrahimovic, so I'll let it slide. That's true. Um, and then not we much had, else to know. say about Zlatan's this. a man rocket. No. Uh, yeah, then we had England-Senegal, same day, kind of same thing. It was a really good England performance, 3-0 win. Uh, crazy what happens when you start Phil Foden. And Jordan Henderson. True. It's true. It's okay. true. My it's, captain. It's actual. Jordan Henderson and Jude Bellingham celebrating together. Um, make of it what you will, I guess. Mm. Uh, Josh, I don't know if you saw the oh, – uh, I saw the rumors. Yeah. Uh, no, well, the the video of the Real Madrid fan yes. in the in the hotel lobby that came out like a few days ago, that all all this World Cup drama with Bellingham to Liverpool, I just want, I just want Captain Hendo and Special Agent Trent to keep on winning. Let's take home a World Cup together and then bring them on home. Hendo can get a lifetime contract if he brings Bellingham to Liverpool. It's going to be great when we see him in sky blue in August. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, But just really comprehensive England performance. Uh, Phil Foden, my man of the match in that game, honestly, involved in two of the goals. He was great. Um, Yeah. We're good. I I do think, you know, Josh said it, but I will give the praises where they're where they're due. Henderson was really good on the day too. I think he brings a lot of energy to the England midfield. He adds a kind of a different dynamic. And then Bellingham was Bellingham. He he is he's just he's really he's class, man. Um before we leave this game, I do want to bring up just kind of like a funny comparison point. Um Deli Alley at 19 was probably as good as Bellingham is right now. So I hope the Bellingham can carry on and doesn't end up like Delhi Alley. Um, I think I don't remember the pundit, but they made a very good point that England need to be very careful with the media Ooh, and how they yeah, treat. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was Yaya Torre. Yeah, Yaya said that England need to be very careful with the, with the way that they treat Bellingham because, uh, like he said, Al, he was Delhi Ali was just as good as Bellingham when he was nineteen as well, and um, his career just really, really didn't develop that well. So I'll be I'll be interested to see where Jude goes, how that affects him, and and if he you know can carry on in the trajectory that a lot of people kind of have him at on. I would do you think him? Do you think him, kind of, coming to this level of success outside of the prem is going to change that, or is it really just kind of th- these things happen when players change clubs? I, I just think it's the case that these things happen when players change clubs. But I think uh, I think Bellingham has it in him. I I, th- I think he's going to be a really good player, and I think he'll come good. And I, I don't see him following that uh, the Deli Alley path. I think as long as you stay out of the spotlight too, uh, Deli Ali mm-hmm. I think got a little bit, maybe too into himself uh, in mm-hmm. his early years. Yeah, next, I, would, I would agree with that. The next one, um, first game on Monday, Japan Croatia, my boys, the Samurai Blue, uh, score the first goal against Croatia, take the lead uh, before being equalized by Ivan Perisic. Mm. Um, and then ultimately fall out on penalties after a pretty miserable display on pens. I don't understand, too, that the manager doesn't play Minamino pretty much the whole tournament, puts him first on penalties. He's taken one penalty as an entire career, and he missed it against Leicester last season in the Cup. And he puts him first to start, and then Japan goes on to miss two more penalties after that. Um, in Croatia, it's a pretty much a walk in the park, you know, when the other mm-hmm. team misses three. Yeah, I mean, shout out Japan. They kind of exceeded expectations for sure. Croatia are always going to be a tough side to beat. So I think we can feel the same way about Japan as we feel about the U.S. They got out of the group. Yeah, side to look forward to as well. They have a, yeah. a lot of really young players. They're not going to yep. be a side that goes away. Right, yeah. But, I mean, I mean overall, uh, tough, but kind of to be expected when, when they're facing quality at the level of Croatia who are a little bit more yep. seasoned than the Japan in those situations. Um, next game, we barely even have to talk about Brazil fucking mollywopped South Korea. Yeah, um, on their graves. Yeah, that was... Or unique goal. ones. Richarlison's goal was incredible. Yeah, that was a really nice run of play, I have to say. Really, really well-worked goal. Uh, Brazil looked like the real deal. They, um, they're they a really good side. I, I've been super impressed with them the entire tournament, and I think with Neymar back, they're... Uh, very very favorable to win this tournament right now yeah good for south korea to get a goal though right yeah um the the biggest surprise the one surprise absolutely um morocco and spain this is i mean this is like a big brother little brother game obviously they're only separated by 12 miles across the mediterranean and the little brothers came out on top ended nil nil goes to pens another fucking horrific penalty show it's like a how-to video of how not to take penalties. Um, but Morocco you best be through. shooting your thousand. You best yeah, be you better your take thousand. your thousand penalties so you can miss them all against Morocco. Yeah, un- unreal. I think Morocco were great that entire game. They, they, the game plan was flawless. Penalties, phenomenal. Hakimi, ice in his veins with the Panenka. Ice in his veins. Um, great performance by the goalie there as well. I, I oh, just... yeah, Bono made himself a hero. Too many stupid run-ups in this World Cup for fun oh, no. penalties. It's so annoying. Busquets took, takes like a slow run-up. He doesn't actually start going until he's like a foot away from the ball. 
Mm. It's frustrating. And, it, and also, yeah. your your boy, Rodri, that's out of pocket <laughs> what he was saying after the game. Out of pocket. Oh, I completely agree, but... Oh, well, what do you want me to say? I agree. <laughs> Those things he's, he's happen when stuff you keep like that after city losses too. I don't, I don't know. When you get the... I think it's like kind of like maybe a, just like a confliction of philosophies when you get that kind of like way to play ingrained in your head and what Rodri has kind of had, had this idea of football yeah. when a team just like doesn't really <laughs> do how you think about football. You probably view it as not offering anything. And then in reality, they offered a lot. They just offered it in spurts when they had the ball and they, they hit him on the counter and they were, they were super compact and defensive when they were or, or defensively organized. Yeah, I, th- I thought Morocco were great, and I, I don't agree with Rodri. I think there's multiple ways to offer, like, good play to a game, and, and Morocco just do it differently than Spain. And ultimately, I think it was a bad Spain performance, too. They they just couldn't break them down. Um, and there's definitely enough talent in that side to create chances, and they just didn't. Yeah, it's frustrating to hear people from Spain say that, too, and literally you're a country that pretty much only passes. Right. You are a passing merchant side. Oh, yeah. No, I completely agree. I mean, when when you're a player like him and you're idolizing, like, guys that were in that, like, 2010, 2012 Spain side, you probably have a very yeah. succinct – or not succinct, but distinct idea of how sides should play. And, you know, when they don't do that, you're like, oh, they didn't offer anything. Wah, wah, wah. And that was kind of what Roger did. Fair. The last uh, round of 16 game uh, – I would say this is, was a surprise too. Portugal just romping Switzerland six uh, to one. Yeah, they mollywopped them. That was a crap. Was bad, man. Portugal looked unbelievable, and it's all because Ronaldo didn't start. Yeah. So, so what? What are your takes on that? Ronaldo not starting, getting dropped by the manager after kind of throwing a little tantrum there at the end of the match day three game. They're clearly better without him. They scored six goals. His replacement scored a hat trick. Uh, I don't know. I don't think offer. I don't think Ronaldo offers enough in the buildup, I don't think he offers enough when you press. I don't think he moves enough when you're moving forward with the ball. I think if you look at the way Portugal played against Switzerland, they're so fluid when they're attacking, when there isn't this like fence post just nailed in the middle of their attack that doesn't move, but also demands the ball. You know, I I think that 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 dynamic, they're dynamic. Forwards are dynamic. (laughs) And the way they move is very much better when Ronaldo is not in the side dynamism. Is that the word I'm looking for? I'll use the dictionary after the episode. Uh, yeah. They move much better when Ronaldo's not in the side. And I think overall very justified in dropping Ronaldo because they scored six goals. Yeah. Goncalo yeah. Ramos from Benfica looked on fire. Yeah. Shout out Ruben. I think with the, the Ronaldo situation though, like if you look how Portugal's world cup started it started with ronaldo making it about him and not being at manchester united anymore like that news came out during another game before portugal even started it seems like just put the bad man in a closet and let the kids have fun it's just like you put you go out and put out a a 6-1 performance like that in a in a must-win game no matter what stage of the world cup kind of speaks speaks volumes yeah. Like I said, they're better without him. I, mean, I, I think that game just showed it. He's probably great coming off the bench, break down a little block. Maybe when you're losing and there's sitting in, 
<laughs> whack the ball into Ronaldo, you're going to have all the possession in the world. But in an open game, in a free-flowing game, in a game where you kind of just want to open up defenses and score a bunch of goals, yep. Ronaldo's just not not that guy anymore. He's, he's just not. We'll, Pat we'll feels so right good on, on his little messy final. throne. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said you feel so good on your little messy throne now. <laughs> no, it's great. Yeah, I, I love it. You would never see Messi getting dropped in a must-win World Cup game. Never in a million years. Um, yeah, we like Josh was saying, we can move into the quarterfinals. Yes. Uh, Croatia, Brazil. Uh, Josh, give us give us your thoughts. Let's. I feel like you haven't talked enough this episode. Let's let's give you some partially, time to partially because of the dying coughs. Uh, That's fine here in the background. Uh, I, th- I see this one being a pretty low margin game. I think it's going to stay probably under the 2.5 goal mark. Um, and Croatia could take Brazil to the distance too. They've they've gone to penalties in three of their five last knockout matches, excluding finals. <coughs> um, and I, I think they'll give Brazil a test. I think ultimately Brazil will kind of hold them out. I think Brazil's offense is just too strong. Brazil will definitely score on the night. Um Croatia, I don't think won't. Perisic is their probably most lively option going forward. They've changed the strike option, I think, three times now in this tournament. Um, they don't offer much from the right. So when you're looking, it's a very one-dimensional attack. They'll they'll do good in the midfield and stuff. I just don't see them kind of edging Brazil in terms of goals. Um, yeah. So it's pretty straightforward for me. I would, uh, I would agree with all that. I'm taking – I like Brazil in this one. I mean, I think Brazil win. Taking Brazil 2-0. Um, Allison's first real test was was against that South Korean side. Um, and I just think Brazil are just riding too hot right now. Yeah, they're they're unbelievable. Next one on the next one tomorrow, after time of recording. So Friday, today you're listening to this one, which hopefully you guys are listening to it before the games. Yeah. Um Netherlands, Argentina. Uh this one is good. This one's got a lot of potential to be quite the game uh you're gonna have argentina who won all the possession in the world death by a thousand cuts lots of intricate play uh they they like to hold the ball they like to slow it down they like to let Messi kind of do his thing in the attacking third and then you've got a netherlands side who just you know five at the back nice and compact hit you on the counter super organized uh you know in their breaks and also a lot of like really good work on the outside to make sure that like no matter what happens um they've got numbers to, to stop or break up counterattacks. Frankie de Jong's been having a really good tournament. Um, I do favor Argentina here in this one, though. I think they're kind of starting to hit their form just at, like, the perfect time. Uh, the goals are starting to come. They look a lot more in control of games. They, they, do, they, they are definitely prone to give up a freak goal, so I do think that Netherlands will get one. It's, it's when will the Netherlands get one. If Netherlands score first, I think it's a really tough night for Argentina. Um but if Argentina get the first one and kind of make the Netherlands open up and come out and attack them, I think that really does play into their favor. So I, I think this game is going to be one on the first goal, if that makes yeah. sense. And maybe it doesn't it kind of, it's like, as it's like saying this game will be one in the midfield. It's the most like pundit <laughs> thing to say, but I think the first goal really does decide the, the ebbs and flows of this game. I think it really does change the whole dynamic. Um, but yeah, I'm saying three, um, one Argentina. I take Argentina. <clears throat> oh my god! I take Argentina in this one as well. Um, I think their defense has conceded like 1.4 xg over four games at the World Cup. Um, I think the Netherlands. I share the same concerns as I did before the U.S. game. 
I don't think their offense is necessarily good enough. They're not going to have the same success down the flanks they had against the United States. Um, and Argentina, like Pat said, the goals have been coming. They've scored two in each of their last three matches. I just think they have more on the night with especially Messi playing, who is an X factor. Mm. Mitchell, anything? Did we cover? No, it? I, I think you guys covered this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Argentina, but I'm gonna say it's gonna be a late goal, possibly extra time. A nice, a nice little little one nil Lionel Messi winner in the hundred and eleventh minute. Saying, that no, I'm saying I'm saying two one. Two one. Two one. I, th- Two I think one. the Netherlands have what it takes to break through and get a goal with their with their counterattack. And the, yeah, okay, I like it. Lionel Messi two one winner in the 111th minute. Cool, yep. nailing on. Um, Saturday's games. Um, we have Morocco Portugal as the this the starting game for the day. Um, this is probably wrong, and that's fine. I'm okay with being wrong. Um, Morocco, we're gonna do it. That'd be wild. I'm going to shock the damn world. I think I don't really have a reason for that, actually. I am just saying Morocco are going to win. I think Ronaldo's going to start. Uh, I doubt it. The way they performed the last oh, game, yeah, I, no, there's no, no shot. Keep them out. I, I had to think of some reason, and that was the first I, thing that came to mind. My, I'm saying Morocco were going to shock the world, and they're going to make a semifinal. I'd go with chalk, Portugal. Their offense is too good. Their offense isn't Spain. The, I mean, it's not Murata. So I, I'd have to think they challenge Morocco a little bit more. Yeah, Morocco only conceded one goal game. in this entire tournament. And it was an own goal. Mm, only conceded one goal. I'm just saying they're good. They're good they're at the back. Good. It's going to be a test for Portugal. I don't think Portugal should write them off. It certainly will. <sighs> Lastly, we have England-France at 2 p.m., the one everyone's looking forward to, I think. It's the best match of the quarterfinals. Probably... One of the best matches of the 2022 World Cup. Uh, France are the favorites. Everyone's talking about the, the matchup between Kyle Walker and Mbappe. What's your take on it, Pat, as the Man City guy? Does he have a chance to stop him? He's stopped him before. He did really well. In the, I think he had uh, he won at 10 out of 11 duels, I think, against PSG um, in the two knockout stage games. Yeah, uh, Mbappe's really <laughs> never gotten the best of Kyle Walker. The only player I've really seen run Kyle Walker ragged was uh, Alan St. Maximin this year. <laughs> Outside of that, I, I've really, I've never really seen him get run down by a player. I think he's got what it takes to at least challenge Mbappe on the night. Um, I like England in this game, personally. I, I think that the guys that Southgate has stopped being a little bit more uh, at what he's known for. He stopped being so pragmatic. He's playing the good attacking players. I think they're gelling super well. I think the Henderson and, and Bellingham in the midfield has been really solid for them. I think starting Phil Foden has been phenomenal for them. Um, I think they look great going forward. Um, I, I think they look solid at the back too. I think John Stones is having a really good tournament. Same thing with um, names escaping me. Maguire. Maguire. Thank you. I think he's having a good tournament too, for the most part. Um, I, I've been impressed with England this tournament. I think, I, th- I think England have what it takes. I don't think it'll be an easy game. I think this one will be one that, um, as Mitch would say, will go the distance. Um, I like England in extra time. I think it's going to go all the way, but I think England are going to end up taking it home. And I like, I like England, England two one, in extra time. Uh, three two, England three two in extra time. 
I actually like England here too. I think they're kind of being billed as the underdogs, but they still are a really good side. Like Pat said, Henderson and Jude are kind of gelling in the midfield. Henderson obviously allows Jude again to get forward more, and we saw that against Senegal. Jude really kind of built from the middle up into that attack and really created two of those goals. Um, I think they can catch France out. I don't think France are unbeatable at the back by any means. Um, it is a, lo a lot of it is going to be on Mbappe and Giroud if we can stop them in the middle. I think Giroud could have a field day against Harry Maguire. Um, oh, yeah. That's, Maguire a, that's also play. very possible. Yeah, this game could literally go either way, and either of us could look so stupid. But um, I think I'll go with England, too, on the night. I am going to have the most egregious call of all time. It's going to be France 2-2 two -two on pens. 2-2 two -two normal time. 2-2 two -two no. full time. France win it on pens. Yes. That's very possible. Also very possible. That's what I'm saying is going to happen. I, I think England are going to look like the side that have the momentum. I think France probably grab the game tying goal an extra time to send it to pens is what i'm saying lock it in two two lock two france winning on pens by this time um next week we'll be prepping for the world cup final next weekend uh really exciting times i know we're all excited to kind of cover it more and get some more content out for you it's um, next week yeah yeah we have the, the oh semifinals are Tuesday, Wednesday, and the final, I think, is Sunday. Sunday yeah, it's in 18th. 10 days. Holy 10 shit. 10 days away. Yeah. Oh, that only means, that means there's like three weeks until club football's back. Club football's oh, yeah. already back, baby. We're back in Dubai training. Preseason games coming soon. Arsenal played little, today against Lyon. Um, little preseason pickleball for the Liverpool lads. Yeah, yeah. we're going. We're gonna have transfer news coming in January too. I think. I think honestly, we'll be busier with content when the club season gets back going. Uh, oh, I can't wait. Oh, it's gonna honestly <laughs> feel like the start of a season. And like piggybacking yeah. off of how much business was done in this transfer window, <coughs> and seeing everything and all the news and shit during the World Cup, this is gonna be a crazy window. I want club football back. I can't wait. The quality of football is about to be levels. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait for City to 3 Pete. <laughs> With Just that being excited. said, that's the main stand, Season 2, Episode 17. Like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Um, like all the socials. I think that's a wrap, boys. Peace. Wrap. Done and dusted. Deuces. Deuces.